Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We are back today. Um, gonna have a few things to talk about for this this episode. Um, we'll continue our series with talking about the 92-93 Penguins as having one of the best seasons in franchise history. Today, for one of the segments, I'll discuss um, their first round series against the New Jersey Devils and how they dispatched them in five games. How lucky it wasn't a sweep. Uh, no, we will not get to what happens in the next round because that might be safe for tomorrow. And I'm also going to be ten- potentially be having one to two guests on tomorrow. One who's already been on the show before. Um, one who who has not, but is um, one of the Penguin beat writers, I should say. Well, he he may be able to come on tomorrow, but you know what? We'll have our fingers crossed. But uh, before we do get in to the ninety two ninety three season, um, with talking about the playoff series and how well they did against the Devils, um, do want to touch on some things I saw today. Um, so insider training happened today with Darren Dreger, Pierre LeBron, and Bob McKenzie all from their homes. It still looks so weird <laughs> that they're all from their homes, and. Basically, um, Pierre Lebrun had an update with, he said, you know, the NHL had a board of governors uh, call on Monday and Bergeron Medvin again reiterated that, you know, their preference is to at least play some regular season games before um, they would have the playoffs if this were eventually happen. He said it would not likely be 82 games, maybe 74, 76, 78. I think 78 would be probably pushing it in my opinion, but still 74 to 76 games and then potentially... Um, going to the playoffs, you know, if that were to happen, I honestly wouldn't hate it, you know, you have five, at least five regular season games for each team, maybe four, uh, I know teams have obviously played more than some teams, of course the Penguins have 69 games played, which is very nice, some other teams though, 70, 71, I think there's teams with like 72 games played, I can honestly, um, I can honestly just check the standings right now on the NHL, but this is the first time I've actually not been on, I've been on the NHL app in quite a while, I can, you know, they, they don't even have this. So yeah, 70 games, Montreal, it's you know, 71, 71. It's okay. No one has 72 games, but there's a lot of teams that have 71 games uh, played um, over teams that have 69 and 70, of course, like the Penguins. But still, you know, I wouldn't hate that. You know, it gets each team to play three to five more regular season games. Hell, if you want to go to 76, uh, at the minimum, the teams with 71 games plays five more games, and then a team like the Penguins would play seven games. So, you know, I really wouldn't hate that. And then the, the talk shifted over to Darren Dreger, and I found this pretty inter- interesting. So, apparently, um, uh, he I think he said that there was like 24 GMs that participated in this, it was like a study or something, and I think 20 of them basically said that they would support a playoff system where it would be at least the first round be a best of five. I think he actually said it would be through the conference final, and then the Stanley Cup final would be a best of seven. Apparently, he said some GM has a wild idea. <laughs> I still can't believe this is accurate that I'm even saying this. He would want have a like how baseball does the wild card game for the wild card in the AL and NL, he would have they would have that for the first round, that for the second round, and that for the conference final, and then the Stanley Cup final is like a best of three or whatever. And it's like, don't know if that general manager is actually high when he said that. <laughs> that is, I I cannot believe someone came up with that idea. Yeah, it's creative, but it's also bad, and it also that's just. That's too random for me. You know, this sport is already random enough. 
and um, having a wild card game for the first three rounds, that's just stupid. Yeah, what's what's the point? You, you can't even recover. I mean, sure, maybe for one round you go a best of three and then maybe a best of five or whatever, but, I mean, come on, man. The Stanley Cup final being a best of three after a, best, a bunch of best of one series, that's kind of weird. Apparently he also said that there were some GMs that support um, best of five through a couple rounds and then best of seven for the conference final and the Stanley Cup final. Hell, that is actually my preferred method if the NHL were to come back. Um, you, I don't really think you would have time to play four uh, rounds with seven game series, though he also did say that G, uh, a couple GMs are hell bent on not changing that and because they want the four rounds with the seven game series. You know, there's just not going to be enough time for that because at that point, you know, with, with the going rate with this is going with the coronavirus, you'll probably be here until what, September, you know, you'll probably have to start the season around what Thanksgiving. And I mean, it, that would be interesting if you can get an 82 game season from Thanksgiving all the way till, um, what, April, if the, cause the NHL wants basically to have an 82 game season next season though, if it were to start at Thanksgiving, um, not really, not really sure that would happen, but, um, you know, people can dream, but yeah, then there was a couple ideas. I think it was another idea where it would be maybe a best of five through the first three rounds and then the Stanley Cup Finals, the best of seven. I think the Stanley Cup Final would have to be a best of seven. You know, that's that's the biggest series. You know, we all know baseball does this for their first division series when they have the best of five and then it goes to the best of seven for the, their um, pennant series, which is, of course, the championship series and then the World Series, which really needs no introduction. So, you know, I already said on this episode and I've said it in prior episodes – I would be perfectly fine with that. You know, of course, this is all, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Fluid. Yeah. Okay. Finally. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a fluid situation. You know, it's still been three, it's been almost four weeks now since they can't, they, uh, put the season on pause. It's been pretty close. You know, it has been, uh, pretty, pretty close. I think about three to four, at least three weeks, um, since they put the season on pause. Yes, I know we would be in a perfect world right now, in a regular world, um, in another Earth world. We would be having the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. They were supposed to start last night. Um, definitely, definitely stinks that we're not getting that, though. I do like, like I said, what um, what NHL and NBCSN is doing. Um, they played the, uh, they, they did the happy hour yesterday, and I guess I'll get into that before we go into our uh, commercial break. And this is my first time watching the 2017 uh Game seven between the Penguins and Senators back, and it, it was in the overtime. They it, it was about a few minutes left in the first overtime. Uh, Kessel walks in. I think it was, it was yeah. I think it was the first few minutes left. I'm trying to because he had two big chances. Where yeah yeah yeah. And this was this was the one with a few minutes left because you I always forget that he had the other one where he shot it wide, which I think came five minutes into the first overtime. So yeah, I, I mixed them up. But yeah, this was about five, three to five minutes left in the overtime. Uh, anyways, I keep rambling and. Um, he puts the puck on net, it goes over the net and goes out. And for about five minutes, the fans just kept booing and booing and booing. And it's like, what is going on here? I, I even had a tweet yesterday. Um, thank God that Adam Gretz of pro hockey talking of Pennsburg responded to me because I had no idea that this would be the case. And honestly, you know, I've been wondering about this, um, ever since that night and, 
I tweeted, I said, you know, NBCSN is showing the Hockey Happily Hour, the Penguin Center's Game 7. Why in the hell did this fan base boo the officiating in the first overtime for five minutes after that Kessel chance late in overtime? It wasn't even close to going in. And Adam, which was very nice enough, he said the only replay angle they showed in the building was the overhead shot that made it look like it went in. So, of course, you know, I made to look like an idiot because I did not know that they only showed one angle of that, and they did not show the angle that we all saw on NBCSN um, for those of us that were not at the game. Yeah, I've just been very confused about that because I remember, you know, people in the fan base at the time were like, oh my God, stop booing, just be quiet. And it was just, you know, that's just one of my big questions I had about that game. Then, of course, you know, Chris Kunitz was able to go do his thing. And um, I also tweeted about that after the fact. Um, that's Chris Kunitz's goal at, at worst at the top three goal in Penguins history. Um, you can easily make the case for number one. And I, was, I had a couple of Penguins fans in my mentions saying that yesterday. You know, that's not a hot take at all. You know, not even close. I can easily see the case for that. The Patrick Hornquist goal in game six of that same uh, year against Nashville. I think that's in the top three as well. Um saw someone saying, you know, the goal in, 90, in the 92 against Chicago, I think Mario or Yagers, um, to basically win the cup that year, you know, that, that's a really good one too. I also have, um, the Yager goal against the Devils in 1999, but I've always just talked about that, but yeah, just wanted to touch on a couple things for this first segment. Um, yeah, it was really, really good to just listen to insider training and, you know, just get a little bit of, um, hockey coverage. We'll also be talking more about what the Penguins plan to do with their coverage on AT&T Sportsnet towards the end of this episode as they did an outstanding job um, last night ending the um, the 2009 series. And Flyers fans did get mad. We'll have more about that um, later in the show because it is really, really funny to talk about. All right, so for this segment, we'll be continuing our 1992-1993 season as one of the best seasons in franchise history. We'll be discussing the series against the Devils in particular today. First game in that series, just a um, massive uh, Penguins win. I mean, uh, good God, yeah, six to three. Um, you know, Rick, I, I've actually, I, this is the first time I will admit that I've gone through all of these um, games in this series and looked to see um, how all these players performed. I, I do, of course, know that Mario Lemieux led the team in um, points that playoff run because, well, it's Mario Lemieux and um, he's the greatest player of all time, but. In this game, you know, Rick Tockett was actually able to open the scoring. You know, former Penguin assistant coach Rick Tockett and now Arizona Coyotes head coach Rick Tockett, who was gaining a lot of steam as to potentially being the Jack Adams award winner early on in this season, though that fizzled off quickly as I don't even think the Coyotes are making the playoffs um, if this ever does resume. I'm trying to remember where the Coyotes are now in the uh, in the standings. I can actually look now. Yeah, so at the time of the pause, they're four points out. Um Nashville still has a game in hand on them. And yet, well, a couple now Vancouver, Minnesota, and Nashville all have games in hand on the Coyotes who have just, who are a mess. But you know what? I'm getting off track. But, you know, the Devils with Dave Barr were able to tie it. You know, Bill, Bill wow. <laughs> Bill, Billy Guerin had the primary assist. Um, yeah, um, I actually did not know that Billy Guerin was on this team. I know, big, big, uh, big idiot here because I'm a, Gen Z kind of person. I just did not realize that they uh, played Billy. I just did not realize that Billy Graham was on this team. But uh, yeah, bad moment there for me. But uh, Mary Lemieux was able to make it two to one. Um, Yarmer Yager and Mike Ramsey with the assist. Mary Lemieux again was able to score. Kevin Stevens and Larry Murphy. Kevin Stevens had um, two assists this game. He he was just already was just a monster. And then Ron Francis was able to score for the Penguins. Uh, Ramsey had another assist with Joe Mullen and then Dave Tippett with Yarmer Yager and Sean Mc... 
McEachern. Oh my God, I can't even pronounce his last name. I, I, if, if I mispronounce his last name, I'm going to just cry. And then in the third period, uh, Yarmer Yarger was able to score. Um, Mary Lemieux on the assist. And then Scott Stevens getting two New Jersey goals late in the third period, you know, with Scott Niedermeyer assisting 1 1. Well, both of them actually. Scott Niedermeyer had two assists. But um, yeah, the Penguins just a massive uh, win in that game. You know, Mary Lemieux and Yarmir Yager making their presence felt as as well as um, um, Kevin Stevens. And of course, in the next game, uh, a seven nothing blowout um, for for the Penguins. Um, it's just it came in waves, especially in the second period where they had a four goal. Um, second period, you know, Sean McEachern had the first goal for the Penguins. Ron Francis was able on the assist. Mary Lemieux scores again. Olf Samuelson, Tom Barrasso gets an assist. He actually had two assists um, in this game. It's not too often that you see really a, a goaltender get two secondary assists in one game, especially in this day of age. Um, Rick Tockett was able to score his second in the playoffs. Kevin Stevens and Olf Samuelson. Yarmir Yager just went off. Kevin Stevens, Sean McEachern had another one, and then Joe Mullen had one. So, I mean, yeah, the Penguins just absolutely blew the devils out both of these games and then fi- finally we were able to actually get a close game um for the penguin for the penguins and the devils in this series but you know old friend billy garen was actually able to open up the scoring um in new jersey about a minute in and then you know sean mckeatron again his third goal marty straka with the assist bobby holik 2-1 devils scott stevens scott he was just Scott Stevens was just a menace, you know, a lot of, of course, a lot of Devils, uh, all the Devils fans absolutely loved him, though I can't really say the same for a lot of other um, fan bases around the league at that time. Mario Lemieux, of course, got his fourth goal, was able to tie it in the third period, you know, it was all Penguins that um, that period. Um, Larry Murphy was actually able to score on the power play, made it 4-2, um, but before that, though, um, to make it um, 3-2, Peter Taglianetti, um, Wow, that that is a name I have not heard in a long time. Um, Troy Loney, Dave Tippett, with the assist there. Then of course he Taglianetta made it three to two in that game. Larry Murphy um, was able to make it four two, even though um, Alexander Semek from the Devils made it four three. But you know that just it was not enough. Yeah, I mean, game four of course happened April twenty fifth in the Patrick Division semifinal um, between these uh, two teams. The Devils were actually able to win this game four to one. With Claude Lemieux actually having two goals um, in this game, he finally broke out. Um, Scott Niedermeyer had an assist. Bruce Driver, uh, Bruce Driver actually had uh, two two assists. Uh, if I'm looking at this right, Peter Stassny had an assist on the uh, Stefan Richards goal. The only Penguin, uh, Kevin Stevens, was able to get his second goal of the series, assisted by Lemieux and Tockett. That came in the third period of 3:28 to cut it to three to one, and then the Devils ended up getting an empty net goal. But, yeah, as this series shifted back to Pittsburgh, you know, the Devils, they were not going to come back from 3-0 down against this Penguins team, considering how stacked they were. The Penguins were able to basically blow them out of the building um, in Game 5, especially in the third period. Um, they were actually down 3-2 going into the third period, but after that, you know, the Penguins, they made sure that this series was not going back to New Jersey. Mario Lemieux got his fifth goal of the series. He was just a menace against the Devils. Kevin Stevens. Got the assist. Ron Francis, Rick Tockett was able to get his third of the series. Kevin Stevens. Um, the Devils then were actually able to score three in the in the second period, like I said, you know, with Bruce Driver, Stefan Richer, Tommy Albaline, um, John McClain out an assist, Scott Stevens, Peter Stasny. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, going into the third period, you know, it wasn't known if the Penguins were going to win this game, but uh, the Penguins struck early in the third with Ron Francis on the power play. Then Jeff Daniels was able to get, they scored two goals in 21 seconds to get, 
back in the lead, and then Jeff Daniels was able to put the icing on the cake with about a minute left in the game to send the Penguins to the second round of the playoffs that season. Uh, yeah, they they just, you know, they discombobulated the Devils that season. I was actually finally, I finally was able to get a clip of one of the big goals of this series. There is just not a lot of stuff on YouTube from this. Everyone just likes to talk about the Islanders-Penguins series, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to when we talk about this season. So um, I'm going to play this clip here from uh, Mary Lemieux scoring in Game 2 of this series. Just a outstanding shorthanded goal here. So here it is for you guys. the series right there <laughs> that, that i can't i can't get over gary thorne um with that call you know i, I miss gary thorne i wish he could come back to hockey but um yeah when gary thorne basically says that might be the end of the series right here in game two when mario was able to score um the shorthanded goal when the penguins just absolutely blew out the devils yeah i mean that's just that was, that was the seven nothing game yeah you know you know it's getting pretty bad but yeah the way Mario was just able to walk in. It was a just a semi semi breakaway, but still able to fool um, the goaltender as he's basically um, going down. He's basically being like hooked the whole way. Just a textbook Mario Lemieux goal, man. He's just well, well he's he's absolutely one of a kind. You know, I, I do I will recommend for you guys if you go out and read more about Mario Lemieux, go check out Jesse Marshall's article on the Athletic right now. You know, he was able to take a trip down memory lane. You know, he revisited Lemieux versus Gretzky, you know, because a lot of people like to do that argument. You know, I think personally um, Gretzky is the more accomplished player, though I don't think anyone could uh, live up to Mario Lemieux's school, uh, skill level. I think Mario Lemieux is the best player of all time. But, you know, um, I hope you like this segment uh, for the Locked on Penguins podcast for this. Um, if I talk too much, I do apologize. I was... I honestly, I, I just, I wish there were more clips on YouTube of this series that, you know, I could bring you guys. I was, at least I was able to bring you guys that goal. Um, if you go, if you were, as were, some of you guys were alive watching that because, um, yeah, that wa- watching that goal, Mar- Mario just toyed with the devil's goaltender there, especially being hooked the whole way. And he was still able to put so much wood on it that, um, you know, as Gary Thorne said, you know, that might be the end of this series, but you know, we'll have more on this season, um, coming tomorrow when I bring a guest or two on to talk about, you know, just how good the Penguins were that se- season and, you know, what What if could have happened um, with them. So like I said, you know, for the last segment, if you guys thought that me talking about the, the five games were boring, you know, just doing the scoring summaries and all that, please let me know, you know, or, or you know, just fast, you know, just fast forward to now if you, um, if you, if you did fast forward through it, you know, I understand, but um, that was honestly the one of the best things that I could do, especially, you know, that I was able to bring you guys that clip. But, um, you know, for this last segment, I do want to talk about what the Penguins um, their Twitter account has been doing, especially with their um, showcasing the games against. Uh, they they showcased all the 2009 Stanley Cup Final games that they eventually won, um, and you know it's it's really good what the Penguins are doing with AT&T Sports, and I love that the Penguins are almost kind of coming up with like new graphics that they're making. It's almost as if you know, I mean, they've been they're live tweeting it basically, and you know that's good content. That's really good content. Um, last night, the Peng- the Penguins official Twitter account was under attack. I can actually look this up right now to um, find the tweet. They were fully under attack from Flyers fans um, because, you know, they were mad that um, the Penguins' official Twitter account used a quote from Fred Shiro 
Um, I actually did not know that he used this quote back in 1974. I'm, honestly, I'm still trying to find this tweet. I mean, good God. It is it is very, very far back. Yeah. Win today and we will walk together to, uh, forever. Fred Shiro, of course. Apparently, I did not know that he said this in 1974 for the Flyers. And, of course, Flyers fans took offense to that and ended up getting um, pretty pretty mad online about it. Well, it's like, you know, that, that, that quote also took place, you know, when the Romans were still alive, which was the last time the Penguins... Um, on the, on the last time the Flyers won the Stanley Cup, one of the funniest things, some Flyers fans said, seriously, you are going to use that quote? Why don't you come up with your own? Now we know how much you look up to the Flyers. And then the Penguins clapped back, you know, well, Ratio was our GM, so it felt right. So, um, you know, love seeing Flyers fans mad online for no reason. You know, I mean, okay, well, cool. He said it back in 1974. That's almost 50 years ago. So, um, no one really cares at this point, but um, I just I found that funny. But um, the Penguins are also going to be doing starting next week, I believe. Yeah, next week that they're going to be showcasing the Stanley Cup Final 2016 against the Sharks. And what's going to come after that? Oh, the 2017 Stanley Cup Final. You know, I'm gonna I'm trying to figure out what the hell the Penguins are going to do on AT&T Sportsnet um, when they don't have anything else to share from these Stanley Cup final games. Do you just showcase the big games of the Crossing Malkin era in the regular season? Maybe Sidney Crosby's comeback game? Maybe you showcase old games with uh, Mary Lemieux basically torching the opposition? I don't know. They're going to have to get even more creative. But, you know, I do like that the Penguins are doing this. I know I think some other um, sports teams have been doing this. Too. Heck, I saw on ESPN last night they were showcasing the 2013 NBA Finals on ESPN. So, yeah, they're, they're trying to get a little creative, too, as we are still in... Um, a time where this is just still all very, very new to us. But I think that's all I may have for you guys for the, today's episode of Locked on Penguins. Like I said, tomorrow we're going to have a guest or two on to talk about the 92-93 season and, you know, just what they, you know, their thoughts of it are with how Mary Lemieux played and Kevin Stevens and Marty Straka and Yarmir Yager and all Samuelson, just everyone that was just a menace on that team, even though, of course, their season was cut short by the Islanders after going up three games to one. Um, okay, I've already said that enough. No, also, you know, like I said, if you guys found it boring that I was just doing the scoring summary of the Devils-Penguins um, series for today, you know, I understand, you know, I'm, I'm trying to navigate this as best as I can as, you know, we're just in such uncertain times right now and I'm trying to give you guys just really good Penguins content, like I said. So I apologize if it was boring or anything and if you guys just, like, skip forward to the end or whatever but you know we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of locked on penguins like i said with the guests hopefully we'll have some mailbag questions coming in tomorrow we'll probably try to do some fan friday stuff and um i will talk to you all tomorrow thank you guys so much for listening keep following my twitter at hunter hodes the show's twitter lo underscore penguins keep staying safe quarantining all that good stuff i hope you all are doing well and hopefully at some point in the next couple months um we'll have hockey and you guys will be able to come here for all the penguins content when the season returns um, and all that. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.